What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Who's excited? Man, I was watching, guys, I was watching some prophets today. I don't get time to do that much. And one of them, Ed, it's the video I sent you. You need to watch it if you haven't yet. It's only like 10 minutes, but uh, Hank Kuhneman, the, uh, he was talking about some of the prophecies he had prophesied just a few weeks ago that came to pass within days of the prophecy. And he was going back, and he even gave another one. But it's not just that type of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff happening right now in this world. The thing is, and the question is, and I found this interesting because I've said this the last two weeks. Now I'm hearing the prophets start saying it. You've got to have eyes to see. You've got to have ears to hear, or you're going to miss it. Amen? Amen? All right, so wake up, church. It's time to get awake. It's time to get to work, and it's, and it's time. The time, it's like Brett said here, I don't know when he said it, a few weeks back. He was talking about the time for sitting in the pews is over. It's time to get active. It's time to start doing things, getting out there. And we've got some cool stuff coming up we're not going to announce yet. Just remember Sunday right now. We're going to have Sunday. We're going to have the picnic at the park. But there is some stuff that me and Ed have been talking about and throwing in the works. There's things coming. We're going to have Lisa Lambert here to speak for us on, I think it's the 25th of August, that Wednesday night. So if you missed her testimony on Unified, you need to be here. This woman has got a gift and she, her first gift she told me in the interview was discernment, and her second one was evangelism. So she's brought both of those to the interview. So if you haven't caught the interview, make sure you go check that out. That's on our Unified series. I guess I should introduce myself to those of you who might be new tuning online with us tonight. Uh, my name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church here in Jackson, Missouri. The address is 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri, we would love to meet you and your family, so we're glad you tuned online, but what we want to do is invite you to come down and be a part of what God is doing right here in the house in Jackson, Missouri. Whew. There's a shift that's already begun, and we talk about this revival. We were just singing about it in that song, but here's the deal. A near revival has already begun. We're hearing, I'm just now hearing, like this week I was hearing stories about revivals where these people all over the country, not in just one particular spot, where they set it for a certain amount of night, but they've got extended nights. So they've went past the original plan because here's the deal. When true revival comes, look out. What's the old song? Katie, bar the door, right? Because when God comes through, your life will never be the same. Amen. Well, I guess we got to get to the message, right? So last, okay, two weeks ago, we began a series called Our Journey. We've been talking about a journey here that we take at Next Level Freedom Church, a journey that is not just within the church, but they can help you grow 
in your Christian walk as well. And the first week, I kind of gave my testimony and shared a little bit about how it got and set the thing up. Last week, we went longer than usual, but it was the most important message I could give you, which was about salvation and baptism. And those two things happened in the begin portion of our journey right here at Next Level Freedom Church. So if you don't have those things in place, don't worry about the next part of the journey yet. You got to get saved first. You got to get baptized. And we're going to talk about joining a church here tonight. So tonight we're going to be talking about the second step. And if you want to sneak peek, this sign over here has all the steps in that journey. But tonight we're going to be talking about the build portion of our journey we take right here at Next Level Freedom Church. And if you remember last week, I talked about each week I'm going to go to a different gospel to open the night. Now we'll move around. And tonight we did Matthew last week. Tonight we're going to be in Mark. So you can go to Mark chapter 1 if you want to follow along with us here in a minute. So what we talked about last week, I kind of mentioned it. We talked about the begin portion. We talked about salvation, and the best part of last week was we let Jesus walk you through the process of salvation. I didn't do it. We read it straight out of John chapter 3. Jesus laid out the entire plan for salvation to Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee at that time, and he had some questions. That's what ignites the beginning of your journey. When you've got questions, you come to God seeking understanding you have to be born again, and we did a whole process. I won't re-preach last week, so go check that out if you want to on our website, nextlevelfreedomchurch.com, or you can check it out on Rumble, YouTube, or our podcast. Would love for you to check that out. I also realized the first week when I gave my testimony, I sit there and said in the video, I, it took me a while to memorize it, and I, I, I quoted our mission statement, and I left out a little section. I was like, ah, look at that. So here is our mission statement again for those of you wondering, and you saw it on the screen if you watched the video online. Our mission is to effectively lead a generation of believers to a closer relationship with God through discipleship training, athletics, entertainment, business, family, and in all walks of life. This will be accomplished by giving people the opportunity to freely worship God through the exercising of their gifts, that's the part I left out last time, and effectively sharing Jesus Christ with others. We sum it up into five words, which we call our vision statement, which is reaching others where they're at. I'm not interested in your Jesus talk until you can tell me how God can help me right here where I'm at. And we've got to be willing to leave these walls and go to the people where they're at. Because there are people out here, and right now, guys, there is such a harvest coming that's already started. People are looking for answers, and they're looking for answers about God. I don't care what the news tells you. I've told you to turn it off. If you're still watching it, I said it last week, just do your thing. But I'm telling you, you need to turn it off because they're not telling you anything that you need to hear. And what you need to do is you need to have eyes to see, ears to hear what God is up to in this world. Well, how do I do that? Well, you just got to look. You got to be willing to not listen to the lies of the mainstream media for a change and actually start getting in your word, seeking God, having a prayer time, and God will take you to the places where he can show you everything that's going on in this world. Amen. Woo! 
All right, I'm tired. Just kidding. So when we launched this thing, I mentioned the objective too the first week. Our objective is to establish a community of believers, even outside the church setting. It's not about Sundays all the time. You got to get out there. And if you've seen the vision, if you don't have it, you go through Grow Track, I give you the whole thing laid out, the map, everything. The vision God has given me for this house. And you'll see why I mean outside of the church setting. Because the facility that God has given me to build eventually, it's down the road yet, is more than a church. It's like a community center. Where people can come, where they can fellowship, where they can hang out, not have to worry about saying the name of Jesus because it's welcome in the house. You look at the big overall vision, it's a cross. That's because Jesus is over everything happening in the facility. Now you look at the center, right in the center of the facility, there is a church. There's the church sanctuary. Why? Because the church is at the center of everything going on in that facility. I won't go into all of it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for your interest. We'll go over it in growth track for any of you that may be interested. But I also didn't read the key verse the last couple of weeks. So here's where it's at. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, says this. <clears throat> Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Huh? So don't just, when you get in a race, you don't run just to get placed on down. You get in a race, you're wanting to get first place. At least I hope. That's what Paul's telling you to do. Get in there. Get involved. Run in such a way as to get the prize. You're going for the prize. You're not just sitting on the sidelines. we got too many Christians doing that. We won't go there. Verse 25, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. Mm, I got a direction in my life. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. I like that. Boxers don't just go out there to punch the air. They're trying to knock you out if you're in the ring with them, right? That's boxing. That's what he's getting at. I don't fight like a boxer who's just beating air. Verse 27 says, no, I strike a blow to my body. Huh? Himself. Exactly. Because you got to get the flesh under control. I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. What's he talking about? We see, we got too many people, and I think I said this the first time I preached this series years ago. They're just living life. No particular direction. Don't know where they're going. They're just out there doing it, right? Well, you can live your life with a purpose and a direction, and that's what we intend to do if you join us here at Next Level Freedom Church. So 1 Corinthians, that was our key passage. Let me get this drink so I'll quit holding this and we can move on. <clears throat> so I looked up tonight, the, first, the next step we're going to be talking about in the build portion, the first portion of build is growth track. Well, what is growth track? We're going to talk about it. So I looked up the definition of growth. Now, once again, this is years ago. I was going to let they change it because they tend to want to do that sometimes. 
Growth, the process of increasing in physical size. And then in parentheses, it said development or maturation. I didn't even know maturation was a word, but I guess it is. So you're trying to mature or you're growing in something. You're maturing in something. What do we hope to accomplish in the church? We hope you'll mature in Jesus. We hope you'll mature in God, right? You'll develop the gifts he's given you and exercise those gifts. So here's where it's at. You can't stay where you're at. Those days are over. We just said that a minute ago. The days of coming to church every now and then or sitting in the pew and not doing anything, those days are gone. We're in a new age is approaching fast, and God is on the move. The question is, who's going to get on the move with him? Because if you don't get on the God train now, you're going to miss it. Mark chapter 1, just like I said we'd start with. So let's talk about growth track for a second. Promise it won't be as long this week. Mark chapter 1, verses 12 and 13 says, The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. It's talking about Jesus, for those of you who's wondering. This is when he went out to the wilderness, fasted 40 days, and the devil comes to him. It didn't go into a lot of details in that with Mark. Now, I did that on purpose because we don't have time to get into all that tonight. But here's what you need to know. Jesus went to the wilderness. The Spirit took him to the wilderness. What was he doing in the wilderness? He was growing. Check this out. Point number one, if you're taking notes. Preparation time is not wasted time. We talked a little bit last week, or maybe it was the week before, God gives you a vision. God gives you a purpose. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. We read out of Habakkuk last week. So you need to understand something. Your preparation time is not wasted time. Too many people, they try to get ahead of God because it's not happening when they want it to happen right now, right? What, God, give me patience right now, right? It's kind of the way they ask for patience, right? They want things to come right now, but some of us lack the understanding. When God gave me the vision for this house, that was 2012. There was a growth period all the way till I came back here in 16, and then we didn't even launch until 18. There's a process. There's a growing time. I had to finish my degree. I had to learn how to run a church. I had to learn how to study the Bible better than what I was doing it. So God had a preparation time. That wasn't time that was wasted. That's time you need to be preparing. If you're not in that vision yet, guess what? That means God has given you time now to get ready for what's coming. What did Habakkuk say last week? Though it tarries, wait for it. It will come. And when it comes, it won't tarry. So when it comes is not the time to start thinking, huh, I wonder how I should prepare for this. No, 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 no. God gives you a preparation time. There's a time period. There's a growing time. Ephesians 4, 14 to 15 tells us, then we will no longer be infants. Mm, this is good stuff. We got to grow. We got to grow. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. How many people do we know falling for this right now you got to grow how do you grow well the best place to start is reading your bible and praying taking time with god and here's what i want to encourage you when you're praying 
Don't just give God your grocery list. Take a time to listen. God, speak for your servant is listening and then just sit there quiet. Do it all the time. Yeah, when you first do it, it feels a little awkward, but you're just waiting for what the Spirit's going to give you. You've got to be willing to stop. See, there's too many people out here. Well, they hear this doctrine or this teaching, and they run over here. And then, oh, oh this one's better. I'm going to run over here. I'm going to join every church in the nation, right? I'm just going to do all these things and bounce from here to there. And God said, if you'll just sit still long enough, I got a growing time for you, and I want to grow you. Man, I got to get back to the verse. Verse 15 says, instead... So instead of falling for all the schemes of the enemy, we talked about it last week, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. Who's the head? Not you. Who is the head? That is Christ. Jesus. Jesus has got to be the pilot in your life, not the co-pilot. Your pilot. He's got to be leading the way. You've got to learn how to discern the spirits. Hear what the spirits are saying. Learn what's a Satan spirit, what's an evil spirit. Learn what's a God spirit. Learn to test the spirits. There's an old saying, you've got to stand for something. I think it was a song. Or you'll fall for anything. Those are the people that are just getting tossed all over the place. They don't stand for anything. We see it all the time. And if you want to watch mainstream media, they'll show you all kinds of that. People that don't stand for anything, they just like evil. That's it. It's pointless. Turn it off. Just, I'm just letting you know so you don't have to watch, right? Point number two. Spiritual growth is a necessity. It's not an option. It's a necessity. It's necessary For you to get where God is taking you. Hebrews 5 says it this way. Verses 12 to 14. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. Paul gets harsh here. This is why I like the New Living Translation. Check this out. He says, you're like babies who need milk. And cannot eat solid food. Well, I'm just not feeling it. It's not about a feeling. It's a choice. You follow God. Mm. We will move on. 13. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant. And doesn't know how to do what is right. Mm -hmm. Solid food is for those who are mature who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Hmm? Do you mean there's more to it? (laughs) Yeah. I told you several weeks back now there was a lady that came. She didn't even know there was more to it. Just go to church, attend regularly, and you're good. No, that's not what it is. It's not about going to church. If I go stand in my garage for a while, that doesn't make me a car. Right? I go to McDonald's, it doesn't make me a cheeseburger. You go to church, doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you come through the doors, that don't mean you're saved, born again. See, there was an older guy, and when I first surrendered the ministry, I didn't catch it until it was too late, right? I kind of stuck open mouth, insert foot moment, I guess. He was like, have you been saved? 
I was like, I'm a minister. He's like, that's not what I asked. <laughs> He's like, have you been saved? I was probably 18, right, at the time. Like, then I clicked, yes, I have been born again, and I gave him the date and everything. So you got to understand the question. But check this out. I like the way the New English translation, I think this is, 1 Timothy 4, 7. Check this out. But reject those myths fit only for the godless, and check this word out, gullible, and train yourself for godliness. We got a lot of gullible people out there. People that are following every wind of doctrine. Well, like we talked about earlier, it's not just about jumping church to church. It's about believing a lot of the lies the devil has been spreading for years. And there's going to be people that wake up, and I'm praying if they're in this big revival, and I think it will be, a lot of them are going to wake up and realize what they've been missing. There is a God. He's up there. He's watching. He's listening. If you need evidence of him existing, you need to watch Christian news. You need to watch the things that we're actually should be reporting on that the news isn't reporting on. You need to watch Flashpoint. I'll go ahead and put a plug in for Flashpoint. Watch Flashpoint with Gene Bailey. They talk about the truth. That's what they have. The stuff the mainstream's not talking about. There's a reason they're not talking about it. They are the false prophets of this generation. They're lying to you. They're lying to your face. Why? Because the people that run those big-time companies that you're listening to, they don't believe in the God that you believe in. Some of them don't even believe he exists. It's going to be amazing what comes out here real soon. And, some people, and you're going to be shocked. Just wait. There's stuff coming. Get ready. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not a prophet, but I'm telling you, the Spirit's revealed it to me. He's given evidence of things happening, and the prophets are just confirming what God's already telling me. It's coming. Get ready. And there are going to be people in the church whose eyes are opened. They've had scales over their eyes for so long, they can't see the light of day. But God's getting ready to remove those scales. If that's you, get ready. Continuing, we've got we to keep moving. Verse uh, 16 in Mark chapter 1, it says, Passing alongside the sea. Now, here's what I want you to notice. Remember, he went to the wilderness. He had a preparation time. He was preparing for the ministry he was about to embark on. So Jesus went to the wilderness after he was baptized, went to the wilderness, 40 days fasted, and came back. Preparation time. Watch what happens. Mark 1, 16. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat, mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat, with the hired servants and followed him. That's some kind of power. Now, we get more of the story in like John and some of the other gospels. They go a little bit deeper. Mark didn't do all that. He was focusing on one thing. He wanted you to see the power of Jesus. He said, follow me. They dropped everything and went. Now, if you just read Mark, this guy's a total stranger. He walked up to him and said, follow me. That's power. That's authority. Because, see, once you get through your preparation time, point number three, maturity builds 
confidence. Now Jesus is walking along the sea and she says, come, follow me. And they leave and they go. James 1.25 says, but if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free and keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it. Hmm. <laughs> Anybody had those moments? But put it into practice. You will be blessed by God in what you do. Did you catch it? He doesn't say just, you know, hear it. He said put it in practice. Do it. What? But if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free, the word, the law, Jesus, and keep on paying attention to it, and do not simply listen, don't listen only, and then forget it. See, that's what happens when we just hear something or listen to something. Oh, moving on. If you're taking notes, see, this is the thing. They say you only retain what? You, you forget like, what is it, 75% of everything when it's spoken. That's why they say take notes. Because our minds just don't work like that. That's why people are taking notes. I like to see the notes. But anyway, it says, don't simply listen and then forget it. Put it into practice. You come here to get filled up. You leave here to put it into practice. And you will be blessed by what God, by God in what you do. You've got to grow. We've got a thing called growth track. If you want to join Next Level Freedom Church, you have to go through growth track. Well, why do you do that? Because the first things we cover are the basics of Christianity, the doctrines we have to believe, but we also talk about the vision of this house. That way, by the end of the first class, you can say, oh, I don't think this is for me. Or you can say, I'm on. Then we'll take you through the next couple of classes, which will mature you and grow you. So what's growth track? Simply put, discipleship training. Get ready. But you have to go through growth track to become a member. So, um... Let's move on to the next portion of build. Step four, serve. What does that mean? Check this out, Mark 1, 21 to 22. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he had taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Your maturity leads to confidence, which leads to godly authority because you're growing. But you notice the first thing Jesus went to? The synagogue. Translated, modern translation, he went to church. What did he do? He didn't go sit down. He started teaching. Now, here's what I want to encourage you, because not everybody's called to be a preacher. But God takes you to a house to serve in that house. There are all kinds of opportunities around you right now. God brings you to a house to serve in the house. Because point number four, it's about serving, not being served. Uh-oh. See, man has a tendency to want to be served. That's not what the Bible says. Jesus came to serve. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others and yours is unique to you there is no one else on this planet that is identical to you god that's a powerful god he can make you unique he makes me unique he gives each of us gifts the mission statement the exercising of their gifts the big part the part i left out 
Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You come, you serve. That's what we're here to do. Whatever your calling may be. We talked a few weeks ago, whether that's cleaning the toilet, greeting the door. Maybe you are called to be a preacher eventually. Well, you need to come under some leadership that can help you find that direction. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, for which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He knew you before you were even in your mother's womb, Jeremiah says. Matthew 20, 25 to 28, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. Now, we're going to talk about why we're mentioning this in a second. And their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Here it is. It's not about getting served. It's about serving. Check it out. Jesus here. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. What? That's backwards from what the world tells you. Get all you can. Can all you get and sit on your can. Right? That's how Pastor Couples used to say it. Not so with you. He says, you have got to learn to be a servant if you plan on going anywhere. Verse 27, and whoever wants to be first, check this out. These are strong words. Must be your slave. What? Uh Uh-huh. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is the greatest example we have of serving. He left his throne in heaven to come to us, to give us a chance to serve. And he even washed his disciples' nasty old feet. But he did it to teach us humility. We've got to be willing to serve before we can reach anything else. Let's talk about the final part. We're getting ready to wrap up real close. Community outreach. See, it doesn't stop in the house, though. Community. It goes to the community. It's the last part of the build portion. Mark 1, 29 to 34. See, he first went to the synagogue and he taught. Then, and immediately, this is right after that, he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought him, brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. He took it out the house. And what did he do? Miracles, signs, wonders. All these things are coming. They're happening already. We just got to be willing to receive it, have eyes to see, ears to listen. Jesus left the synagogue and he immediately, what did he do? He went to Peter's house. Simon's here, but Simon Peter and Andrew's, their mom was sick. Walked in the door, healed her. She got up, started serving, and then what happened? Word travels fast. You can't tell me when God starts doing those things here in the house. People in Jackson aren't going to know about it. 
Word travels fast, and by nightfall, this tells us, they had brought the entire city to him. That's what that just said. He healed many who were sick, and the whole city, that's verse 33, the whole city was gathered together at the door. He took it out of the house into the streets. That's where we got to go, because the final point, serving goes beyond the church and into the community. We're going to the park Sunday. We're in the community. There's a lot more things happening in the community. They're coming down the line. You guys are going to see them real soon. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. First Peter 4.11, last verse, promise. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Mm. Got to watch your tongue. If anyone serves, check it out, serving, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Guys, when I launched this thing three years ago almost now, I wasn't planning to stay at the Civic Center. And I didn't, right? We're here. But see, I'm talking beyond that. I'm not planning to stay in the church building. I'm planning to get in the city. This is the people out there is the ones that need Jesus. Now, they do. Sometimes you see them slip in the door and they need to be saved. Yeah, that does happen. But you got to learn to go to them. What did we talk about here a few weeks ago? How are they going to know unless someone tells them about it? That's us. That's us. So you need to be inviting people to church, talking to people. There are people in your life that you walk with right now that me and Ed and some of the other pastors here will never see. You have to be the Jesus. You may be the only Jesus they ever see. You always got to be ready. And you always got to be ready to give an answer for your faith. Especially in this world. We're going to do a whole series for it. But, but it's coming down the road. All right. Let me, let me go ahead and wrap this thing up. So, guys, if you're tuning in online, I want to thank you so much for tuning with us tonight. And um, I'm not going to go through the whole spill tonight. Because we want to have time for prayer here in just a minute. But uh, you need to go to nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. And here's the deal. Maybe you've got some questions about this whole Jesus thing. Now here I'd encourage you to go listen to last week's message. But if you can't do that, you can go to our website, nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. Click on the menu button. There's a drop box that comes down. You go all the way to the right side and click on the road to new life. There's a link that will take you to a separate website I created in college that will walk you through the process of salvation. I actually created it for the lost, but I created it for Christians. So that Christians would have something in their pocket, on their phone. When they're ministering to someone or witnessing to somebody, they got the verses, they got the process, it's all in your pocket. There's six pages. You follow them in order, get to the very last page. There's a prayer similar to the one we're getting ready to pray. And then there's a contact form you can send to me. 
I would love to hear from you. Come straight to my email, trettoncruz at yahoo.com. Or we do actually have a church phone number now. You go to our website on the contact page. You can find that information there. So thank you for tuning. If you've never received Christ, you just got to ask. You say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe you rose on the third day, becoming victorious over death that I might live. I ask you to come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. From here on out, I want to live my life for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. Best part about a video, if you missed any, you can rewind it. Or you can go to the site I just told you about. And the prayer similar to that's there. But it's not just about saying some words. You've got to mean it. It's got to be in your heart. There's got to be a transformation made. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of words. So thank you for tuning online. God bless you. We'll see you guys next week.